Welcome to the Core Women Podcast, the place for women entrepreneurs, authors, and self-starters looking to build community and gain valuable insights through expert interviews with women at the top of their game. Join your host, podcaster, producer, expert coach, entrepreneur, and author, Dr. Summer Watson, as she aims to inspire and empower you through these candid conversations. Lean in and embrace the journey. It's time to start the show. Here's your host, Dr. Summer Watson. Today on the show, I would like to welcome Chantelle Landreville, who is a love and relationship coach with more than 20 years of experience in the spiritual journey and community. She is passionate about all things love, dating, relationships. She founded Raise Your Love Signal, a coaching program helping women achieve the ultimate love connection, as well as teaching them the proper skills on how to be healthy in loving long-term committed relationships. There is so much to talk about. So let's jump right into this, Chantel, and let's hear more about you. I'm so excited to be here with you. I'm excited too. I love talking with you. You're a bundle of joy and energy. So thank you for sharing that energy with me. (laughs) Absolutely. I love being here with you. So before we delve into your professional background, I want to ask you a question. Can you describe your journey in one word thus far? And what would that word be? Oh, that's a deep, the hard question in (laughs) one word. I don't think I can describe it in a one word. I would say evolved. Okay. Tell me more. (laughs) (laughs) I think through my ups and downs in my own love life, which is, I believe that you are always a better teacher when you talk about what you've experienced yourself, right? It's like the, I always give the example. I don't know if you've never had children, it's hard for me to understand it because I've never experienced birthing a child. So I can't understand as much as I would empathize what that feels like. So I find though, when we go through the motions ourselves, it's easier to to work and help people when you've been through it with yourself. So the, the one thing that saved me all over the 20 years until I created Raise Your Love Signal was my curiosity to learn and grow on myself. And I think that I always surrounded myself with people that would inspire me, teach me. I was a huge avid reader. I would attend every possible conference on self-development. So I learned a lot about everything. And at one point, I remember telling myself, okay, Chantal, you need to integrate this work because you can be this like self-development junkie, but not integrate the work. It's like learning and you don't put it into practice doesn't serve serve you in any way. And uh, when I finally started putting in the work with everything I had learned, my life started transforming in really big ways. And I realized to what extent that it's funny because I find that we've never had accessibility to so much information today with social media and just Google and all that stuff. But I also find that there's an overwhelming sense of information and what is right for you. So when Mm -hmm. I, when I created my community, one of the things I wanted to make sure was when you come to me and tell me, this is what's happening. I can literally narrow down through everything that I've learned, um, guide you. You know, I don't know if you'll identify this, but I, I can't shop in a department store or going to Costco, I get overwhelmed. I don't know, unless I know exactly what I'm going for, I get overwhelmed. I'm like, I got to leave. 
versus I'm more of a boutique shopper. So I kind of do the, <laughs> the analogy of, you know, you come to me and, uh, I, I was the worst person Googling stuff. Whenever I'd have a question, my friends would like, why don't you Google it? And I was like, no, I want you to tell me, why would I Google something? And when you Google, there's like a hundred answers that comes. What is right for me? It's just overwhelming. So being able to really give a, a personalized service to people on all the healing methods that exist out there was really key for me. So I always make a point of learning about everything a little bit. So then, you know, I connect them with the expert if they want to explore more of some sort. And when I say healing methods, it has nothing to do necessarily with just, you know, uh, therapy or <laughs> yeah. wiki work. We're talking about food. We're talking about exercise. We're talking about your surroundings. We're talking about your self-love, your self-worth. There's so much. So that's kind of like my passion is really opening the channels for people to really discover everything that's there for them uh, to, to grow and evolve basically. So now I understand better the evolution, the word evolution. And I love that because I think we all, if we're open to it, can evolve and can learn and can grow. And I think that's so meaningful and so important. I love how you say we learn from our experiences plus there's so much information out there that sometimes we can be overwhelmed. And I see that a lot with people that either they become like squirrels, squirrel, 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 because they can't focus on something because there's so much out there mm -hmm. or because our brains have been so stimulated to look at multiple things at one time that they're not focusing on the thing that's going to help them. But what I do love also that you said is, that you have learned different modalities, at least a little bit of those different modalities that can apply to the changes that people come looking to you for. And it's important because that makes you more of an eclectic coach, right? Mm -hmm. And so yet you can make those referrals. If somebody's really like, oh, I need it in this area. I need help in this area. I need help in this area. You can make those right referrals. And I love that. And I also like that you take your specialized expertise and you're able to go through those different modalities, at least touch on them and really do a very nice intake or assessment to help them along so they don't get lost in the chaos of a Google search or a whatever type of search or too much information overload. Mm -hmm. I think that's so important because it's hard to begin a coaching session or a coaching relationship with someone who's all over the place and you don't know really what their goals are. And so you really need to just sit down and do a, what I call a wellness check. Yeah. What is A, B, and C that you're going through so I can determine and with your help, what your needs really are, what your wants are. Yeah, that's super important. And I think that different people are at different stages than, you know, we work in this field where we've done a lot of work. And sometimes I take it for granted how much I know thinking everybody else does. But because this has been my specialty, they, actually, they don't. So it's like I always have to to remind myself that the average person hasn't probably dunk as deep as I have chosen to do. And uh, we need different things and different modalities at different moments in our lives. Like I always say, for example, you know, when I talk about meditation, 
Sometimes I need to sit down in silence. Sometimes I need music. Sometimes it's outside going for a walk. I have different things I need at different times. So hence why my curiosity always makes me want to go explore, learn, and take and remember what it is that exists out there because this is where we're at, right? And different people hear different ways the same messages <laughs> depending on where they are in their lives. So you have to figure out a way to wheel them in and start with baby steps on one thing at a time. Hence, like in the program, I, I cover a lot of ground. But when I do the intake and the analysis, as you said about my client, it's like, okay, let's focus on one thing. So we we identify that thing that we need to start and then you open them up to the different channels that that are able to to explore as well. Yes, I love that. That's so important. And that is a great place to start with a client. So I'm going to take us back a little bit, but give us a glimpse of your journey, where you grew up, and some of your passions during your professional history. What led to this, Mm -hmm. to this focus for you? Okay. Well, I'm, uh, I was born in, uh, actually, I was born in Timmins, uh, Ontario in Canada, <laughs> but uh, I grew up in, in Ottawa and then at the young age of 18 decided to venture on my own and on my own and move to the city of, uh, Montreal. I, I just, I always had this, this urge to see and know that there was bigger other than in a small little town like Ottawa. And, I lost my father when I was two years old. So not having male presence around me for most of my growing uh, life, I think, had a huge impact on how I showed up in relationship later in life, which I only understood much later. And through my journey, when I moved to Montreal, I I wanted to study theater. I've always been a a people person and just connecting with people. And I was very well known with my group of friends to bring people together, the connector, the organizer. And so I worked in sales. (laughs) It was just a natural talent for me. And I've actually been in the wine business for almost 20 years. So as you do that, though, because you're always working with people, I naturally had this instinct to just be the therapist because the biggest skill you can have as a salesperson is to listen. And make people talk because people will give you a shitload of information that because people are not used to being listened to. People are very, as we said, distracted and like they kind of like have passive listening skills. So that was always one of my strengths. And I always had a passion of love, dating and relationship. And especially for me, because I just couldn't seem to find my person. Like there was just a bunch of things that weren't working. I was the queen at attracting unemotional available men. <laughs> I was the best at like long distance <laughs> relationship. And, uh, oh. you know, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Yes. Do you want a committed relationship? Do you really want that commitment? Yeah. And we can be our own roadblocks, right? So oh, yes. Are we um, ever? I mean, I didn't learn why until. I started doing a form of therapy at 38 years old where I was like, okay, I lost my father. Men represented that they abandon you because our parents are our first love. So my father, my first love left. So yeah. as a subconscious of a two-year-old, this registered and it was a way for me to protect myself. So being in control, knowing that the relationships when we out at the end was a really great way for me to stay in control. And I think that a lot of clients that I work with a lot, actually, I would say 
95% of clients that I work with, they want love. They're like, okay, I'm looking for a relationship, but their heart is so closed, sheltered and protected. There's like this brick wall, like I did. I mean, I was, you know, I was desperate for love, but I was so protected because my subconscious mind, that little girl in me just like was so afraid of being vulnerable and letting myself go of being hurt again and losing and being abandoned. Mm -hmm. So as I started that journey, really diving into the work deeper, when I turned 38 years old, I did like a lot more of that inner deep stuff, like very deep. And that's, that's where it took me to a whole other level. And then I needed to reprogram my brain because here's the thing. Most of us, when we do this work, we end up doing it later in life. So it's much harder to rewire and reprogram a belief system in a brain that's been doing the same thing for 38, 40 years versus if you learn this kind of stuff in your early 20s or even as a teenager. So how do you start doing that? Because things don't change overnight, especially if you've done them most of your life. So it was the the road to start incorporating baby steps on a daily level of how uh, I could open my heart, how I could become vulnerable. And I remember my roommate at the time had told me, Chantal, if you can't be vulnerable with your own closest friends, how are you going to be vulnerable with a man at one point? Like, it's just not going to happen. And I remember, you know, sometimes you hear the right thing, like that aha moment. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's so right. So from that day forward, I chose one friend to whom I shared this story with. And I said, when I will call you and want to share a story, I need you to kind of support me because it's already really hard for me to do so. I'm so used to just doing everything on my own so I can control. So being able to be vulnerable, I needed a safe space. So I started on a small step like that and then a second friend and then a third friend and then eventually things get lighter, right? You learn to receive right. and be a little bit more vulnerable. So that's kind of, been the the quick of it all and then when covid happened i went from traveling every other week to uh <laughs> to being <laughs> home 24 7 like most of people and the year yeah. before i had met my magical unicorn finally i after all this work i finally attracted the the man of my dreams and the relationship that was what i desired and i realized as i got into my relationship that thank god i had done all this work before because it's one thing to attract the right partner and it's a lot of work. It took me 20 years, but it's like, how do you make sure you're going to sustain and maintain that long-term committed, healthy relationship? And we were never, never taught how to be in a relationship and especially not what love is. And the more I talk about it and the more I, I do this kind of work, I realize we're really in love with the idea of being in love, but not really understanding what it actually means to be in love and be in that relationship. You know, it's not just uh, sunshine and rainbows and, you know, passion and lust. I right. mean, <laughs> you're yeah, married, right. you've been married for a long time. There's a lot more to it than that. So hence where this, like, literally this, uh, this download came to me and I, I created Razor Love Signal, the program to really take people from A to Z on how to uh, get clear on what they want, then do the whole self-love piece because that's important. Most people look for a relationship for the wrong reasons and they look for outside validation or they do not feel worthy. I think that, you know, that's the other thing I've noticed is that everybody seems to have issues with worthiness. So mm -hmm. if you're not worthy, if you don't feel worthy of receiving what you desire, then how can you call it in? Like you're misaligned, right? There's no, there's, 
so it's harder. So you need to work on your worth. And then the, the, I call them my love lessons. I have three main love lessons. It's like, how do you go about the ABCs of dating and making sure you don't repeat all the same mistakes you've had and make sure you take your time because we often rush into things for absolutely nothing. And then teach you how to be in relationships, set you up with that toolbox. So you know what to do when you're being confronted or you're having an argument or you're going through the ups and downs of this thing called life. That's not always fun. Right. So, and it's been great. I've been, you know, now it's going to be, I'm going on my third year and I've had great results with clients in the last year of like, I've had one that got married and finally got pregnant and she had been looking and searching for like 10 years. <laughs> it was just, wow. there's a lot of great, great, great results happening. So I'm like, this is what I want to do. I think people deserve to love, experience love, be love the right way. And I think that most of us are disconnected from what that actually really means. Yeah. So you've said so much that I can attach to here. I was raised by a single mom. So this was my experience. My dad was a very, um, somebody that you couldn't trust really. He was volatile. And when my mom and dad got divorced, that was when I was six months old. So he was in and out of my life and not very stable in regards to being that father figure that you'd, you know, that you'd want in your life. And so there was that abandonment, that vulnerability. And again, there's research shown that we establish as young women, especially when there's not a man in our life, a stable adult male figure, that there's more sexualized behavior. There's a lot more of that abandonment feeling. There's those habits that are created to really protect our hearts and our mm-hmm. soul. And so it shuts us down from potentially creating those long lasting, healthy relationships. So Again, what you said really resonated with me because those steps that you took, I had to also take in my Mm -hmm. life because I would go from relationship to relationship. And yet, even though I met my husband early on, we dated, started dating when we were 17. Before that started early, I created relationships with other men, but those happened very quickly and for specific reasons. And I knew my reasons Mm -hmm. and I was very clear. I was very clear about this is what I want and there's not going to be a commitment, (laughs) but I knew, and I knew because I knew what I was dealing with Mm -hmm. emotionally. And yet, because I was clear, I wasn't setting anybody up for failure. They just knew right up in front. And I was, I was very young when I did that. So yet I still had to do all that work because Mm -hmm. if I wanted a committed relationship that was meaningful, I need to change my habits and my mindset and my, my wellness around relationships. So what did that look like for me? And I think that something like your program is very helpful because sometimes we can get really lost about where that is and what that looks like for each of us. And we hold on to what I like to call where you named it control, right? Trying Mm -hmm. to control. And sometimes we've got to release that control to understand that, not everything is going to look and feel as it does or did because mm-hmm. we have to change these habits. Yeah. So that is a release of that control to be able to grow. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a huge difference between what, and this is, I love this whenever I say this, is there's a huge difference between what you think you want, mm-hmm. what you attract, and what is actually right for you. 
And of course, we think we know what we want. So we're drawn to stuff that's not necessarily right for us. And then think about like, who are the kind of men, women, whatever your gender is that you attract. Mm -hmm. And um, then what is actually right for you? So I remember I was always attracted to like super type A personalities, you Mm. know, very like, so it would always clash because I'm a type A personality as well. And I remember speaking to one of my many guides and she had said, you know, Chantal, I think you should start exploring something different than what you're always attracted to, because obviously it's not working for you. You know, it's like, why, why don't we realize that? It's like, if you keep redoing and doing and doing the same thing over and over, how do you expect change? And she's like, you almost need to look for someone that has more feminine energy than you do, because if you're two masculine energies, like mainly, like dominantly, you're not balanced in your relationship. You need that balance between the two essence, right? So I was like, okay. And funny enough, I mean, today my man is like, you know, I would say very strong in his feminine energy. And we have this great balance between us. And it's the one thing it was completely something different that I never would have explored on a common basis until I actually started opening my mind to different things because we often, you know, I'm not attracted to this kind of person. I'm not attracted to that kind of like culture. I'm not. And it's like, why, why do we limit ourselves to that? Open, be open to different things. And I, I learned that the hard way, uh, actually five months before I met Jeff, I was at a party. I had been very, very sick and uh, I had just gotten gotten my heart broken, which who I thought I had actually met my person. So I was very discouraged in a dark place. And I'm like, you know what? I was sick. I'm going to go to this party. I'm going to talk to everybody. I don't care who they are, as long as they have a great conversation to share. And I always said I wasn't attracted to two cultural uh, people that I, I wasn't. And Lo and behold, the three men I ended up speaking with were exactly that. Mm. And I had great conversation. It was like, I left the party saying, wow, have I ever been limiting myself to what I think I want or don't want? And uh, I ended up having this amazing adventure with one of these guys that gave me the last piece of the puzzle I needed to receive Jeff in my life. Mm. So, you know, I think I think men and women, when they's, they're on their, their love journey or their dating journey, it's like, open up your channels to, to limiting yourselves and be open to doing different and trying different things. You know, as long as you hit some of the, your core values that you worship. Yes. For me, it was great conversation. I don't want to have fluff conversation. I need deep conversation. You have to have something to say. Then you attract something that, that fits with what you're looking for instead of yes. something. And I love that because I think you're really tapping into is something that we idealize mm-hmm. and we're like, mm, yes, I idealize love and passion and this and that. But when you block yourself into those labels, mm-hmm. a lot of times it doesn't leave the room for the growth and the experience that you really, really are desiring. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes when you let the that idealization go, you know, it's part of that control, let it go. You become more open to the experience and to the energy and to what aligns with your values. Right. And so this is such a fun conversation. I could go on and on. I mean, there's so (laughs) many examples. I love this love and relationship coaching. So let me ask you, tell us more about your program, raise your love signals and who you're helping the demographic and how you can help them. 
Awesome. Thank you for that. So Raise Your Love Signal is a three love lesson program. I typically like to work with women that are over 40 that have had been through a certain form of journey because the work I do is deep and it's serious. I, 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 you're going to get some bitch slapping. Like I don't like the fake stuff. Okay. <laughs> so if you, if you don't want to hear the truth, don't come and work with me. If you really want change and you're ready to do the work, that's why I, I'm very clear with people that come and work for me because it's like, if you want change, you need to do things differently. So I work with mainly women that are over 40. A lot of them have recently gotten divorced, uh, had, or their kids are like raised. So they're like, who am I? Right. They've just been a mother for most of their lives and they rediscover who they are and they don't know how to navigate or they've been hurt. I've been working with a lot of couples, to be honest. And it's been amazing because a lot of couples that get into these relationship together start suffering three, four years down the road because they weren't equipped and don't know how to navigate through conflict, through issues that happen in relationship. And there was often a misalignment from the beginning of not knowing the basics that I teach, like knowing how to communicate your wants, needs, uh, knowing how to stay true to yourself and your boundaries. Because while we meet people that we like, we often, it's easy for us to get lost and excuse behaviors or things that you wouldn't normally accept later in life right? Because you want to be liked, because you really like this person, it has to work. So one of the things that I do in the program and in the love lessons, the first one is love lesson number one is getting clear on your want. What is it? What and not from a partner's perspective, because most people always say, well, I want a man that's or a woman that's like this, and that's like that. It's like, okay, what do you also need from the relationship side of things? And getting clear between wants and needs, because wants are very superficial, they're very self absorbed. But needs are like fundamentals. They're almost like deal breakers. So I do this really amazing exercise that I would say every time I do it, like, it's funny to see like people are like a deer in a headlight, you know, they're just like, oh my God, I, I thought I knew what I wanted. And yeah. what that does is the clearer you are about what you want and need and know what really matters to sustain a long-term committed relationship you will develop what I've called the eagle eye vision of seeing the bigger picture instead of getting wrapped up in the short amount of time of like lust, passion, and sometimes that we can just get lost, right? You pay attention to what really matters. You're thinking long-term. So you don't compromise yourself. You don't start doing stupidity. You don't start sleeping with men the first date. You know, you don't, you yeah. really, really see the bigger picture. And then love lesson number two, as I said, it's all about yourself. It's really talking about your worth, your self-love, uh, and learning to listen to that little voice. Because I would say 100% of women that got into a relationship and they, they fail, I'm like, did you know from the beginning it was like not right? And yes, we all know it's not the right thing. And we, we convince ourselves it'll get better. It'll, you know, we're really, really good at that. So it's like really cultivating that little person in you and learning to listen to that voice and standing in your power. So it's a lot of like, uh, and then I also work a lot on identifying what your roots were from childhood. So why you act the way you do, what are those patterns and behaviors? So it's really learning to identify those so we can eliminate them and figure out how we can rewire that brain. So the first two love lessons are a little deep. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and then we get into the fun stuff where the, the third lesson is all about your person. It's like, how, how are you going to go about dating the ABCs of dating that I call? And then how 
how to learn how to be in relationship to set, set you up for success. Mm-hmm. So that's what I do. And I'm actually launching, um, I'll be doing a workshop, a 60 minute workshop on December 13th at 7 p.m. Eastern time. So a lot of people sometimes can't afford to work with a, a coach one-on-one. So this I find is a great tool, 2444. And it's basically the first chapter of the love lesson where it's, well, I'm going to help you create that vision. So the clearer you are, and you'll also start attracting different kinds of matches when you're very clear on what really matters. So I'll, I'll be teaching how to do that and give you all the tools to set you up to find for love for maybe 2023. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> so, so much to be said here. And I love the way you structure your program and that hard work is really necessary to actually know what you want. Mm-hmm. I don't think when you first start, you know, because you've been layering your, your ideas of love, your mm-hmm. habits. It's just so layered that you have to unlayer that stuff. It's like an onion, right? Yeah. You peel the layers mm-hmm. off the onion and then finally, you know, yeah. You're like, uh-huh, I, I have a better understanding of what I am looking for. What is actually going to be in alignment with me? And yet we're still going to develop throughout our lives, but at least through that hard work, you get a better understanding of what is in alignment and who might be in alignment with your needs, your exactly. love. Exactly. So I love that you're doing this. I see that you would be amazing at it. So. So as we come to the close of this interview, can you tell me, Chantel, can you tell me if you were to leave the listeners with some words of wisdom, what would those words be? I would say there are words that come to me when we think about love that will change your perception of when you are on a quest or even in your relationship. Key words that I've really realized how important they are. So the willingness when you do meet your person or even when you're doing this kind of work the willingness to want to do the work and the willingness to mutually want to take care and listen and do all the stuff that you need to do when you're in a partnership right because I always say this the relationship is a threesome it's you your partner and the relationship and the relationship has an entity of its own so it's like always think about how do I want to show up for my relationship? How is my behavior right now going to benefit or ruin the relationship? Because when we're not getting what we want or we're frustrated or we're in our ego, I need to be right kind of thing. You're being in your ego and you're not, it's it's very self-absorbed. You're just thinking of yourself. You're not thinking about the actual relationship. So sometimes I get, I still, it still happens to me all the time, but I have the awareness where I'm like, oh, why am I reacting this way right now? It's because I'm not getting what I want, how I want the way I wanted it. That's my, my, that's my background noise of like my control issues, right? That I've managed through the years. But now I'm like, okay, I don't need to make my person pay for this. I just need to take a deep breath and take a step back. So really learn to have that willingness and pay attention that there's the relationship. And I would say tenderness and thoughtfulness in relationship. And this doesn't just go in romantic relationship. It's always thinking about what can I do to make sure this person is happy? What can I do that's thoughtful that will, and these things can be simple as like, 
you know what? I got you a coffee because I knew you were in a rush and I, I want to make sure you have something to hit the road. It can be as simple as like leaving a note on the door saying, have a good day. It can be as simple as sending a text saying, thinking about you. You know, I think that we all need as human beings to nurture more kindness and thoughtfulness because that's what love is. When you want to really experience love from an open heart perspective, open heart perspective. And a lot of people don't know what this is. And I have just, you know, in the last three years, finally, it's a whole other experience. Well, thank you so much. I know we could go on and on about this and we may need to even have a part two just because this is so incredible and it makes me think of so many different scenarios that, wow, we could break down those situations and have you here with me and we could talk about even one, two or three of those situations. So thank you so much, Chantal, for being on the Core Women podcast with me today. Thank you. Thank you. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Love thank it. You. Keep doing what you're doing. And thank, uh, you. thank you for sharing all your amazing insights with your audience. Thank you so much. You can follow Chantal Landerville on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you for joining us on the Core Women Podcast with Dr. Summer Watson. We're so glad you're here and would love to connect more with you. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Core Women and on Twitter at Core Women One. For more about Core Women and Dr. Watson, visit corewomen.com. Want more support and resources for amazing women like you? Great! Join Dr. Watson and Jen Fontanilla at the Life, Love & Money Collective, a Core Women production that aids in understanding the key traits that might be getting in the way of living a life that you are absolutely passionate about. Connect with Summer and Jen and find out more at thelifeloveandmoney.com. 